what's this podcast called again? Your Mama. Good morning, y'all. Welcome to Your Mama Podcast. We're your hosts, Malia. Gary. And Marlena. We back at it with episode 57. And like always, we're going to be talking about history. Bam! Today's focus is on the press during World War II. During this time, the press motivated the public to support the war through propaganda such as advertisements. Yeah, so to better understand the influence of the press in this time, we got a military veteran and an ad salesperson here to talk with us today. Each will give us their point of view on the press and their involvement in World War II. So first up is Mary Jane, who was an ad salesperson during World War II. Hello. Before we ask you any questions, we got an advertisement for you to look at. Roll the clip. Lucky Strike presents America at War. June 6, 1944, Allied troops land on the coast of France. So begins the Allies' march on Berlin. This report has been brought to you by Lucky Strike, the cigarette that's winning the war. By War Bonds. What did you think about that commercial? Well, just like all the other ads during this time, this one was trying to earn money to fund the war effort. As you know, the government had to raise huge amounts of money in order to pay for World War II. Yeah, but what types of methods were used to convince people to donate to the war? Well, when I was working, we got people's attention by using movie stars and comic book heroes in our advertisements. And when you walked down the street, there would be posters everywhere. TV wasn't watched by a huge majority at the time, so we didn't use all of our money on that. We managed to sell bonds and boost patriotic spirit. The people really tried to help when it came to the war. However, even with all the raised taxes and borrowed money, the citizens were only able to pay for 41% of the war costs. That's still a lot, though. Yeah, but it's a small amount compared to the whole entire cost of the war. I see. So we are well aware that you were involved in the making of advertisements. Can you tell us how you guys use propaganda to your advantage? I would say that the advertisement industry relied heavily on propaganda. We persuaded people to donate their money and join the army for all the war effort. Advertisements had a way of glamorizing the war by slightly altering the truth. It's no different from today's ads. You want fast action, outdoor action, real man-sized action. Well, here's action that tops them all in the combat branches of today's army. And now if you qualify, you can choose the action branch you want. Pick the artillery. Get in on the exciting missile and anti-missile field. Or pick the fast-moving armor. Work with the world's most up-to-date tanks. Or pick the mechanized infantry. The fast action branch for fast action outdoor guys. Next up, we got Gary Wilson, who is a retired military veteran. Hello. So Wilson, what'd you do during the war? Well, I was a paratrooper for some time, but then I eventually joined the Office of War Information. That's a pretty drastic change in jobs. What caused you to make this decision? Well, during the war, there was an Allied bombing of the U.S. paratroopers, which was a pretty scary situation. I lost my legs, but honestly, I was just grateful to be alive. After this incident, I knew that I would be honorably discharged, so I decided to join the Office of War Information, which, to those who don't know, it's where most military information goes to before being broadcasted to the public. It was a perfect job for me because I, I was still being informed on the progress of the war and the aims of the government. Well, what types of things did you see when you were working at the office? Did most of the information go through the office you were working at? 
Now, I noticed that the media was censoring a lot of the information about the war. Most of the detailed information wasn't being told to the public. Although we were a big part of the media at the time, the Office of Censorship was the one mainly in charge of censoring information before releasing it to the public. We had the job of double-checking the info and then releasing it to the people. Can you give us an example of what they would censor? Yeah, after, later after the war, many people found out that the Office of Censorship were censoring letters written by soldiers to their families. Roosevelt was afraid that there would be leakage of important information, which could end up in the hands of the enemy. Therefore, he took all kinds of precautions to protect national security and strategic military information. Did some people know that multiple aspects of the war were being censored by the government? No, it's highly unlikely that anyone knew how much censorship was present in the media. At the time, the government had total control over the press, and they were careful to show the public only positive things about the war. This was because we didn't want the public to lose patriotic faith in the U.S. Well, I think you've answered all of our questions. Thanks for giving us some insight on the press during this time. No problem! <laughs> We're Your Mama Podcast, and we hope you enjoyed listening about the press during World War II. See y'all next time.